Good morning, everybody. I'm uh, Bear from the internet. Hopefully you can hear me. I'm sure we'll get a signals check here in the chat in a minute. Berkey Emmons, 5x5, appreciate you very much. Uh, listen, happy Veterans Day to all the men and women in uniform, current or prior. Appreciate y'all. It's very bright. The sunlight is coming through this window over here, but you can see the steam coming off my coffee. Thank you to everybody who's worn the uniform to protect our God-given, constitutionally protected rights here in the United States of America. We appreciate y'all. Even you freaking crayon eaters, y'all the best. My uh, daughter was, uh, youngest daughter, was running around the house this morning singing the Marine Corps anthem. So there you go. And keep our honor clean. Uh, you guys know the drill. It's uh, the 10th of November, 2023. We're going to do the brief. We're going to talk about food scarcity and some uh, ideological warfare. Uh, we're going to talk about the pistol brace injunction. The uh, video chat app Omegle was pulled down uh, for many nefarious reasons. And we're going to read your uh, national intel that you've sent into intel at bearindependent.com. Shout out to the dance monkeys who prepare the written brief for y'all, uh, intel at bearindependent.com. You guys know the drill. Do the YouTube things. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. Don't be a punk. Subscribe, ring the little bell icon. If you are subscribed, you know what to do. Thumbs up for the algo. Leave a comment for the algo and share the show with somebody that you love. Please and thank you because that's how we grow the show. We are marching towards 200,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is ridiculous because um, the media team is me and the platform is uh, a Babylonian rectangle of death. Good morning, Dr. Trev. Netflix is raising their prices. Netflix is Live from the kitchen, Netflix is raising their prices. Okay, three dollars a month, huh? Everybody revolt! Everybody revolt! The show is brought to you by Yahuwah your Elohim, the Lord your God, the Creator of the universe. It's brought to you by the patrons. Link in the description. What's up, Patreon fam? And of course, it's brought to you by Refuge Medical that I'm allowed to shill for because I'm the founder and CEO of this company that saved 93 lives to date. So, uh, you know, hey, don't die. Get a qualified trauma first aid kit made by professionals and assembled, sewn and assembled in the United States of America. Okay. All right, Bear, read the intel. Okay, guys, simmer down. Bear Independent Brief, 10 November 23. Tyson Foods, little tiny company, Tyson Foods. You might have heard of them. You might not have heard of them. Uh, but this this fresh startup, Tyson Foods, will be closing two more of its case-ready meat product facilities, one in Jacksonville, Florida, and the other in Columbia, South Carolina. The shutdown in Florida will take place on the 8th of January, 2024. These decisions follow the company's closure of two poultry plants in Arkansas and Virginia and four domestic chicken factories across Arkansas, Indiana, and Missouri. In a letter, in a letter, Tyson's vice president, Brandon Smith, wrote, quote, as part of the company's business strategy to operate more efficiently, Tyson Foods, Inc. has determined that it must eliminate all jobs at its Jacksonville facility. Tyson Foods regrets that the team members at the Jacksonville facility must be permanently displaced, yet hopes to accomplish this plant closing with the least possible disruption to the lives of the team members, their families, and the community. Yeah, well, hope is not a strategy, Tyson. Um, you lay off, I don't know, a couple thousand people. My guess is it's going to affect roughly a couple thousand people, as well as the community that's wholly dependent upon the income of those couple thousand people because that's how microeconomics work now um it's also business baby they're allowed to do whatever it is that they want to do to maintain the bottom line and that doesn't make them an ethical company it just means that business here in the united states of america uh you can you got to protect the bottom line and sometimes companies scale too quickly and sometimes Little things happen like global pandemics and Democrats taking control of the White House and the Senate 
And uh, that tends to be bad economically for business, let alone big business. So why does that matter for you? Mm, Tyson is like basically the largest producer of chicken, air quote chicken, here in the United States of America. Now, if you've been following along on Patreon, you may have noticed, I don't know, I think it's five videos from Polyface Farms in the last uh, week and a half regarding the production of food for you and your people. <coughs> Sun Tzu Lao, you will eat the bugs. I will not eat the bugs. I will eat the sheeps and the cows and the turkeys and the chickens because they are made of the meat. And the bugs are not made of the meat because I keep the Leviticus 11, which says, don't eat the bugs. So, see, and that's the thing. If you have your own means of production, you can, by and large, do whatever the hell you want when it comes to food. So, gentle nudge for all of you out there. You might consider having your own means of production for food because the broken, fragile system that produces all the air quote food that people eat isn't doing so hot currently. Of course, other financial impacts may be coming down the road as a result of the current wars. With anger towards Western support for Israel, some bottom lines. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed an entire short paragraph. Tyson isn't alone either. Smithfield Foods announced the closure of a pork processing plant in Charlotte, North Carolina. Boo-hoo. Oh, oh, no more fine. No more fine. You know, and that's what I get for talking crap because the phone just took a shit. That's okay. So Smithfield is closing down their plant. Uh, the owner of Smithfield, WH Group LTD, said that, quote, abundant supplies and soft demand, end quote, was pressuring pork prices. Both Smithfield and Tyson said their closures were made in pursuit of, quote, increased efficiency, end quote. And to the paragraph I read a moment ago, of course, other financial impacts may be coming down the road as a result of the current wars. With the anger towards Western support for Israel, Yisrael, some bottom lines may be in the crosshairs of those supporting Gaza. Turkey's parliament, which Turkey is just not a, not a great friend. Uh, yes, they're a NATO member, but, but they're kind of scumbags. Turkey's parliament decided to boycott Coca-Cola and Nestle products within the parliament campus, which everybody should do anyway because that shit's terrible for you. High fructose corn syrup, you want to die early, eat a lot of high fructose corn syrup. You want to not die early, eat real food and get sunlight on you and go move your body. Okay, town said gauze. Gauze. Mark O'Connor. Love you back, Mark O'Connor. Mark O'Connor and the boys at Cot Lumber. That's K-O-T-T Lumber.com. If you need straight two by fours, if you need 78 tooth carbide blades for your miter saw, if you're looking for a plumb bob or a carpenter's pencil or just some T25 torque screws, they got you. Cotlumber.com. Go on down to Cot Lumber, see the boys. They're good fellas. They they're happy to help you. If you can't figure out which kind of chalk to put in your chalk line, they got you, man. Cot Lumber. Go see them. They're nice people. Dot com. I love it. There's a whole group of at Cot Lumber. They watch the bear show, which I think is great. I don't even know where Cot Lumber is. I don't know if they have a website, but I love the fact that like in their business, they are watching the bear show. And so whenever I see Mark O'Connor, I'm like, hey, I know that guy. I don't actually know Mark, but I'm assuming he's cool because he's here. And so I like <laughs> to give him a shout out. Which is if like you have a small business, let's help each other out. You have a small business, send it to Intel at bearindependent.com. I'm happy to give you a shout out too. And you should totally buy your two by fours from Cot Lumber. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Back to the freaking brief. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. So Turkey is boycotting Coca-Cola and Nestle products within their parliament's campus. In fact, quote, it was decided that the products of companies that support Israel will not be sold in restaurants, cafeterias, and tea houses in the parliament campus, end quote, read the statement from the legislature. Likewise, two months ago, the parliament in Finland also tried to boycott Pepsi at its restaurants because of its parent company's operations in Russia. 
Of course, one or two cold shoulders won't do such a huge company under, but these very public moves are indicators that tempers are rising. Monetary waves are expected to ripple through economies with various impacts. On top of all that, there's still issues that remain from the events of 2020. You guys remember 2020? Yeah, I know. Seems like it was yesterday and a lifetime ago, all, all wrapped up into one. There was um, somebody in China got the flu, and then we shut the whole country down uh, because the flu could kill you if you had at least three comorbidities. Um, it was it was rough, man. And then we put a bunch of people on forced ventilation, which blew out the alveoli in their lungs, which contributed to the theory that this was a respiratory disease, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then a whole bunch of experimental medication quote was produced to smash into people's arms which is now being revealed that uh at least certain of this experimental uh medicine manufacturers included things that were into the experimental medicine that were not listed uh in the details that were registered with the fda on the experimental medicine that do in fact cause various types mm -hmm. of cancer and myocardial infarction aka your freaking heart stops beating remember that 2020 it was no big deal it was no big deal. Uh, on top of all this, issues still remain from the events of 2020, that minor little thing that happened. The shipping industry is experiencing a freight recession worldwide as consumers pull back. They're pulling back because things uh, like housing and fuel and energy and food have increased greatly in costs over the last three years for some odd reason. It definitely has nothing to do with the most popular president ever, 81 million votes, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. asterisk, and or the robot puppet masters that are operating the zombie that is Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. asterisk. It's got nothing to do with that because we all know that the inflation numbers can be trusted, even though the official inflation numbers do not account for housing or food or energy or fuel, right? right. That's fine. Believe the narrative. It's good for you. Uh, the shipping sector will continue with soft pricing through 2024, and the trucking sector is dealing with extreme financial stress. Maersk recently announced a 10,000-person layoff because of the low volumes and low prices and cargo volumes. The vice president of Drayage and Intermodal at ITS Logistics explained, quote, Unfortunately, we're going to see significant challenges in volumes, and this will continue to cause more providers to exit the market or implement significant layoffs. This is not 2008 to 2009 by any means, but it sure feels like it, end quote. Bye, honey. Bye, honey. Have a great day. I'll see you later. That's the written brief for today. So we got some uh, food scarcity and ideological warfare going on, a.k.a gray zone activity shout out to our friends at uh forward observer they like to use the term gray zone warfare and gray zone activity a lot and what that means is essentially this is a level of conflict that has not risen to the point of open warfare so it's it's conflict it's outside the realms of normal capitalism competition so it's above the threshold of capitalism but it's below the threshold of warfare. And uh, this is in many cases spurned by conflicting ideologies, as we see in you know Turkey boycotting Nestle and Coca-Cola, which you guys should probably boycott anyway, because again, that shit's terrible for you. Um, and Tyson, no, who cares? You know, it's just a little tiny company. They definitely don't produce a lot of food. Smithfield, same thing. They don't definitely, well, they don't produce food period because Touch not the unclean thing. What about the pistol brace injunction? Y'all tracking on that? Now, I'm not your firearms news guy. I'm not Mr. Guns and Gear. I'm not Jared from Guns and Gadgets, although both Mike and Jared are great guys. I've had the blessing to be able to meet them and talk with them on several occasions. And Jared, particularly from Guns and Gadgets, has a heart of gold. Great dude. So I'm not here to bring you all the relevant 2A news. I'm here to comment on the fact that it seems like every time something like this happens, um, some whack job gets spun up by whatever the modern version of MK Ultra is and goes on a shooting spree to perpetuate the narratives of a, one particular, uh, <laughs> one particular 
political group here in the United States of America. Sorry, my brain went blue screen of death there for a minute, just a spinning circle. Um, coffee is indicated. So, I hope, although hope is not a strategy, I hope that I am wrong about this, but I suspect that you will now see at least one, if not a wave of air quote active shooters, these Manchurian candidates that have been activated by their handlers using low frequency brain wave bullshit to go and commit heinous acts of murder with pistol braces on their weapons so that they, they, the political left, can reactivate the conversation about why nobody should have these things. And I hope that that doesn't happen. But you heard it here first. I will not be surprised if we see that happen. And if we do, consider it confirmation of the fact that at least one political faction in this country is murdering its citizens to per, to perpetuate a political agenda. Because that never happens before. That's never happened, especially in the history of socialism and communism. That has never happened, ever. Which would why it's, would be completely unbelievable that they would do that in today's day and age. Right? Right. Because murder is not something that they're into. There are 3,000 babies a day that are... Uh, not murdered here in the United States of America. That would we would never do that. They're just surgically removed from the womb in pieces, while being completely otherwise healthy and viable to perpetuate a political agenda. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But did you see all the people killed in Gaza? The Palestinian children. What about the American children? They're sucked out of their mother's womb with a shop vac. Oh. Oh. Selective outrage because of the value of a life. Got it. Got it. Maurice. So this is not what's the best AR channel? Nope. Nope. The best AR? Rex's rifle rule number one? Have one with you. That's the best rifle. What's the best rifle I could have, Bear? The one with you. Yeah. Uh, re remember who we're talking to here, Maurice. I'm the guy that shot the video entitled Body Armor is Stupid for Preppers. And uh, the gun industry is lying to you. And one rifle to rule them all. What is that? Go watch that video. What is that rifle? It's a 16-inch AR with an LPVO a white light and a sling because that will fix 99% of your contextual problems in the coming struggle, as Wrangle Star likes to call it these days. What about the best striker-fired semi-automatic 9mm polymer-framed pistol channel? Nope, <laughs> the one you have with you. And because of the communists at YouTube, I can't even show you the one that I have with me. You're not allowed to handle a firearm on a live stream. You'll get a channel strike. And if I get one more channel strike, I'm done for here at YouTube. By the way, alternate channel on YouTube is Blue Collar President. Check that out. So uh, pistol brace injunction, beware the MK Ultras, bro. Now, uh, briefly from RT.com, video chat famous for all the wrong reasons deleted by founder. The creator of the website, Omegle, cited assorted issues with running the platform, admitting it's been used to commit, quote, heinous crimes, end quote. Free online video chat, Omegle, has been taken offline by its founder, Leif K. Brooks, who bemoaned a pileup of challenges running the platform. The site has been taken down on Wednesday with Kay Brooks posting a lengthy statement to explain his decision. Quote, virtually every tool can be used for good or evil, and that is especially true of communications tools due to their innate flexibility. The telephone can be used to wish your grandmother a happy birthday, but it can also be used to call in a bomb threat. There can be no honest accounting of Omega without acknowledging that some people misused it, including to commit unspeakably heinous crimes, end quote, the site's founder wrote. Omegle's, Omegle first went online in uh, March 2009, promptly becoming extremely popular and soon getting its iconic video tele telephony feature, allowing random strangers to talk to each other. 
quote, over the years, people have used Omegle to explore foreign cultures, to get advice about their lives from impartial third parties, and to help alleviate feelings of loneliness and isolation. I've even heard stories of soulmates meeting on Omegle and getting married, Kay Brooks stated. Over the years, however, the website repeatedly ran into various controversies, including sexual exploitation of children, racism, and other inappropriate and offensive behavior. It eventually gained notoriety across the broader web as the best place to watch strangers expose their private parts. Originally, the website admitted users as young as 13 years old, if they would get their parents' approval. By what? Clicking the little box? Yes, I'm over 18 years old. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The platform is no longer sustainable financially or psychologically, according to the founder. And he did not want to have a heart attack in my 30s. Quote, in recent years, it seems like the whole world has become more ornery. Maybe that has something to do with the pandemic or with political disagreements. Whatever the reason, people have become faster to attack and slower to recognize each other's shared humanity. End quote, the founder of the now defunct platform suggested. Well, cry me a river, homie. If your platform is being used for the sexual exploitation of children, I zero shits that you don't exist anymore. Oops. Uh, so if you were a big Omega fan, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I don't care. Sometimes facilitating the ease of communication is the worst thing that you can do if those that are communicating are bona fide pieces of shit. Now, two, our bonus intel from y'all. We're going to do that thing where I take a pee break and y'all talk quietly amongst yourselves. And while I'm peeing, you guys and girls are going to ponder the fact that there is only a handful of these, the bare minimum, left at refugemedical.com today in black, red, coyote, tan, and gray. The bare minimum made in America guaranteed forever. Uh, think about that. Also, mooseruncoffee.com. Today is the final day of their uh, fundraising week for Grindstone Ministries in Caleb House. So if you need some good coffee and you absolutely adore it when terrible shit happens to pedophiles, you might consider mooseruncoffee.com. Today's the day, okay? I'm going to go urinate because it's my show and I get to do whatever the hell I want. You guys are going to ponder those two pieces of information while I'm gone for the next 30 to 60 seconds. And we'll meet back here and we'll do the national intel. Okay? Okay, bear. Mm. Red, go pee. Red, you're not the boss of me. I'm peeing because I want to, not because you told me to. Okay? All right. You guys want to see something cool? You know, I know he went to pee in the woods. No, Tom, I'm in my house today. I went to pee in the uh, toilet. You guys want to see something cool? Yeah, we do, bear. All right, awesome. This is one of the things that's going to be on the uh, upcoming Caleb House silent auction. Go to calebhouse.org, get on the email list. This knife was produced by two, not one, but two former DevGrew guys. What's DevGrew? Uh, SEAL Team 6, formerly known as SEAL Team 6. And 
underneath the handle right here is a piece of rock from the site where David killed Goliath. And then on the back here, etched, laser etched, are the words recover, redeem, restore. It's hard to see because there's a lot of shininess here and the camera sucks. But recover, redeem, restore. And then have this super badass Tanto blade with the Caleb House logo laser etched into it, which is amazing. And this uh, one person will be able to secure this on the silent auction for Caleb House. And this is a, just a gorgeous knife. And these DevGrew guys support what Caleb House does. And uh, they said, hey, you know, we know that you're into pushing uh, big rocks into the ocean. So do whatever you need to with this. I was like, yeah, tracking, picking up on the innuendo. But look at that. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So shout out to my brothers that produced this. Isn't that nice, dude? That's nice. I just... Thou shalt not covet. One of y'all is going to get a freaking sweet blade. How about some national intel? Big rocks, the best rocks, believe it. Sploosh. Sploosh. Should we just, let's just read that. Let's read about the sploosh. What would Jesus do? I don't know. Let's go get it in his words. Let's see what he would say. Matthew 18, uh, verse 6. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it is better for him that a millstone be hung around his neck and that he be drowned in the depth of the sea. Okay. Tracking. <laughs> but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it is better for him that a millstone be hung around his neck and that he be drowned in the depth of the sea. You would be better off tying a giant rock around your neck and pushing you into the ocean, then you let Messiah find out that you've been harming one of these little ones. Vengeance is mine, so saith the Lord. Yup, he's really good at using subcontractors. Read the book. Matthew 18, 6, Survival Savage. Bonus Intel sent in by y'all to intel at barrendependent.com. Shout out to the Dance Monkeys, our research team. Appreciate y'all very much. These all came in from y'all. And let's see what y'all have to say. Need some reading glasses, bro. I'm not sure if this is just a Memphis thing or if it's being pursued across the country, but I thought it was a worthy note in case the Bear Nation needed any more reasons to abandon large cities. The Memphis Police Department is asking citizens to allow access to their home video camera systems under the guise of investigating crime in the community. There are two tiers. One, access to their system for evidentiary, evidentiary purposes. And two, integrating their cameras into the overall Memphis PD system. I wouldn't think that people would actually agree to this, but as of my last check, there are 3,755 registered cameras and 52 already integrated into the Real-Time Crime Center for live video access feed. Irish Cream. The Bear Brief is the first thing. Bear Brief first thing is always playing in the cab of my cat, 973K. Always appreciate it. Bless you, bro. So you got a, a nice Caterpillar track loader, huh? Those things are the bee's knees. Man, that's awesome. Good morning, Irish Cream. Bless you. Track loader. It's like... If a wheel loader and a dozer had a love child, uh, they're they're just they're great. Man. Talk about playing in the dirt. You can like super duper play in the dirt with a track loader. Andy Barnes said, "Moose Run Coffee, love your coffee, brother. Awesome, awesome." Is our brother Moose in the chat? Oh, look at YouTube trying to drop an ad in the middle of my brief. Go to hell, ads. Since Memphis is a bastion of left-loving lunatics, it's no wonder that let that the, quote, let the government take care of this, end quote, crowd has allowed this to happen. <sighs> Gross. Next, I've written in the past about the current woes of aviation. Most recently, 
was that companies are discovering fake or uncertified parts installed on aircraft. Sounds safe. Sounds safe. We are uh, currently planning our trip to SHOT Show 2024. And the question is always tossed around. Uh, but Mr. Bear Bossman, the CEO guy, are you are you going to fly? No. No, I'm not going to fly. No. Well, why not? Number one, don't really feel like getting a finger up my butthole from TSA. Not really interested in that. Uh, number two, the things that I'm carrying on my belt line right now would make Batman covet. Uh, number three, I like taking even more things with me because the world is stupid and I don't travel without anti-stupidity devices. And number four, the airplanes be falling out of the sky, yo. I would rather drive my happy ass to Vegas so that I can drive my happy ass back out of Vegas if when things get stupid again. Like, I don't know, speaking of MK Ultra and whatever the modern equivalent today is of some dude with multiple machine guns set up on tripods with automatic traverse, with interlocking fields of fire, spraying bullets into a crowd at a concert in Vegas happens again. Yeah, I think I want to be able to leave about that quick instead of uh, now boarding flight 963. Negative. I'm good. So, yeah, I don't, unless it's private, I don't fly. Not interested. Uh, let's see. I have written in the past about the current woes of aviation. Most recently was that companies are discovering fake or uncertified parts installed on aircraft. I've also spoken in the past on shop labor cost increases. I work mostly corporate or executive aviation. In the past year or so, we have gone from five to eight aircraft at a time to currently a max of three. The aircraft we do get in seem to be warranty work only and customers elect are electing not to work on items that aren't covered under warranty. Recently, as in since the new fiscal year, we are noticing all of our customers are hiring workers to complete the scheduled maintenance packs prior to a visit. On a car, this would be like oil changes, cabin filters, etc. This means they are choosing to pay someone outside of the company to complete this, the work instead of OEM and leaving OEM to accomplish warranty issues. This is unsustainable for us here. We all can see the writing on the walls. No rumors of layoffs yet, but I'm sure Q3 will be a different story. I appreciate the intel, and I'm sorry that you're going through that. Next. I was recently at a gas station in a very small town near me. The station is owned by a group of Pakistani, which is unusual in rural North Louisiana. I noticed they have installed metal roll-down doors and window covers. If deployed, they would lock down the entire store. I don't know if they've received threats or are anticipating threats. It was just an oddity that I noticed. I believe I will stay away from there just in case there is trouble. I have no desire to play the role of innocent bystander. May Yah bless you and keep you and yours. Thank you for all that you do. Next, I work for a local city government in the Delmarva region. That's Delaware, Maryland, Virginia area. Delmarva. I thought that was an interesting acronym. I recently heard some scuttlebutt that the local volunteer fire department is in jeopardy of going bankrupt. It would be a major upset to the system and would require the city to onboard a massive cost to continue emergency service coverage. For many years, they've been transparent that they're struggling, but now I'm hearing from EMTs that they're leaving for other agencies, even ones who pay less. The insolvency of the volunteer company would result in a government takeover and subsequently a massive rise in taxes. Uh, how's Sam the Battle Dog doing? The one toe cutter Nick asked. Um, Sam's doing great. He is a wild beast that absolutely kills things because that's his job. He protects the flock and I love him. He makes no noise. He just murders coyotes and feral dogs and raccoons and possums and he loves armadillos by the way completely uh <laughs> random but i was doing a little demolition of an existing structure at caleb house and i smacked the said building into a pile with a track hoe and when i did i observed a nephilim armadillo is the biggest damn armadillo I've ever seen. Apparently, it had a den underneath said building, and uh, I had disturbed its humble abode, and it took off running, and I thought it was a deer at first. It was easily the size of an English bulldog. Easily. Booking. 
was he pissed? He was pissed. So I'm sitting on the track hoe, which this track hoe was uh, OROPS, open cab. So I see it take off running. I pull my Glock and I'm tracking on it and I'm just mesmerized. I'm like, I don't even want to shoot this thing. That's the biggest friggin' armadillo I've ever seen. It had to be at least 50 pounds, at least 50 pounds. Guys, and listen, yeah, help me get this lie straight on my, the fish was this big story. It was this long, easily, this long, it's freaking huge. Uh, it looked like a pony keg with legs running across the ground. Can you eat armadillo? You can eat lots of things, but armadillo is not food. So uh, don't eat things that go forth on pause. They're filled with parasites, by the way. They're gross. They're eh, eh, yuck. My dogs eat them. They like them. They uh, sound like they're chewing on Lay's potato chips. That's a legadillo. <laughs> Did you hit your head? No, no, I didn't. I didn't hit my head. So anyway, uh, beware the Nephilim dillos out there. The Nephodillos, they're gigantic and they're coming for you. Well, that last part's probably not true, but they might be. You never know. Mm. Back to the brief. As of the time of this writing that this person sent this in, it is currently Monday, 6, November 23 at approximately 9 p.m., I'm sitting in my semi-truck waiting to get loaded at a warehouse in Tennessee close to Nashville. I've been here five hours, and in the meantime, I've talked to other drivers who have been waiting to be loaded since 10 a.m. Even one driver who has been waiting since 11 p.m. last night. The warehouse I'm at is stacked with enormous amounts of freight that is not getting shipped fast enough. I called one of my trucker friends, and at this time, they are experiencing the same issues. I knew freight would slow down for the winter, but this seems out of place. I was asked to blow my air horn with the other truck drivers in protest, but respectfully declined saying my air horn wasn't working properly. Truckers all over the country are talking about upcoming hardship due to supply chain issues caused by Middle Eastern truck drivers in America who support Hamas. That's an interesting curveball. I don't know what the hardships are coming, but I keep my head on a swivel. You see some crazy stuff on the road. <clears throat> Next. I work for a state government agency as an auditor. I audit the state to ensure that they are following their policies and procedures and spending federal dollars appropriately. I've worked for this office for seven years. Bless you. If you find any extra, let me know. CalebHouse.org. Every year, we have to take a training called Security Awareness Training. Every year, the training is about online security, how to keep passwords secure, avoid phishing, and how to store confidential information. Every year, they always throw something in the last minute that you should not let people follow you in the building without seeing their badge. This year's security training was different. They spent over half the training talking about physical security. How to identify someone who doesn't belong. What to do if you see someone suspicious taking pictures or videos of exits. How to address someone that you don't know and may not belong. They even mentioned that this person may be a terrorist, which is very unlike the government because that might instill fear. They usually tap dance around things like that. This to me is an indicator that in the past, the threat was online and now changed to an in-person threat. So I would say that it has grown to include in-person threats. The online threat has not gone away. We should all be more vigilant about our surroundings and who is around us. If the government is worried, we should be also. That's a good word. Next. Just sending an update after another conversation that I had with another sales rep. This is the gentleman who wrote in about the ammo the last time, I believe. Which, by the way, if you're providing intel um, and also to the dance monkeys, um, if you're providing intel, just drop your initials in there. So we know that, like, we'll say this is AJ. We know this is intel uh, that we're getting from AJ. And AJ typically provides intel about, you know, the firearms industry or whatever it might be. Okay. Okay. Good chat. Just sending an update after another conversation that I've had with another sales rep. This individual told me that while he was in, at an industry show about a month ago, he was told by a representative of one of the largest ammunition manufacturers in the world, redacted, that Israel had just purchased rifle primers in an amount equal to what the company typically produces in an entire year. Matthew Goza. Shalom, bro. Israel bought rifle primers in an amount equal to what that company typically produces in an entire year. He also stated that one of the largest firearms manufacturers that his group's rep group represents, Redacted, 
has expressed that the fulfillment of orders for consumer sales will be slow and that they may potentially be canceled due to a large increase in contracts with governments of several nations. The third point is that this individual shared was that the largest retailer of firearms, ammunition, and related accessories in the state, Redacted, had purchased several semi-trailers worth of shotgun shells from Winchester earlier this year at a buy-group show in preparation for hunting season. The retailer was contacted last week and was told that their order could not be fulfilled. No explanation was provided, but it is not a stretch in reasoning to deduce that this is likely related to the purchasing that is currently being carried out by governments. Again, many retailers are heavy on inventory at the moment. Because of this, these issues are not being immediately realized by consumers. I will continue to pass along any pertinent information that I receive for you and your viewers. Thank you very much. A lot of people, um, I get the impression that some people think I'm just kidding when I say things like, bro, tourniquets are fixing to go out of stock. Gauze manufacturers can't keep up. Chest seal manufacturers, nasal pharyngeal airways, decompression needles, pressure bandages, like all this stuff is drying up and it has been for months. And then Israel kicked off. The demand exceeds supply. I'm not saying that because I'm shilling for Refuge Medical. We make our daily numbers, praise Yah, whether or not I talk about these kits on the internet. I'm telling you this because we are avoiding, as a company, avoiding, purposefully avoiding sending kits overseas to known or unknown scumbags so that we can keep product in stock here in America for y'all because you will need it in the coming struggle, whatever that may look like. And yes, I'm borrowing that phrase from Wrangler Star. <clears throat> I don't have to sell, praise Yah, I don't have to sell stuff to Israel or Hamas or Hezbollah or Iran or Russia or Ukraine because uh, we can't keep shit in stock as it is. And what we do keep in stock and what the team is battling every day to keep in stock and inventory is for y'all so that you can have it when you need it because 93 lives have been saved to date. And so when 556 gets hard to find for a week, people lose their shit. I wish you cared that much about tourniquets and gauze and pressure bandages because the likelihood that you're going to need medical kits statistically far exceeds the likelihood that you're going to need to use your rifle in self-defense. Okay. So, okay. Good talk. Next back in 2016, my grandfather had his tongue removed because of tongue cancer. He's had a feeding tube ever since back in January, 2023, my grandmother called to order his next month's supply of formula. The medical supply staff informed her that it was on back order and it would be a couple of weeks before they got any in stock. No problem. My grandfather can eat some things by mouth. Plus, my grandmother always places the order before they run out. After multiple calls to the dietitian and to the medical supply store over the course of those two weeks, the medical supply store still has not received his formula. The dietitian changed his prescription and he received his formula. Fast forward to Monday, 6 November, my grandmother called to order Papa's next month's supply of formula. You guessed it. It's on back order. The dietitian is working with doctors and the medical supply store to find a couple of substitutions in order to get my papa's formula. Because papa can eat some foods by mouth, he doesn't take as many cartons of formula as he has prescribed. This allows them to have some extra cases in stock. In January, when we ran into the first back order, I had a conversation with my grandma. I told her I did not care how many extra cases they had stocked. Each month, she had better order his formula regardless. I do not know how many people in the Bear Nation have a loved one that is dependent on a feeding tube. Just wondering if anyone else is experiencing this type of shortage in their area. Have a blessed day. Moose Run Coffee. Thank you for supporting Grindstone and Moose Run Coffee. Bless you, bro. Thank you. By the way, like I said, today is the last day on this fundraising week for Grindstone Ministries. So if you like coffee and you hate pedophiles, consider getting a bag of coffee or 12 from MooseRunCoffee.com. Okay. All right. And lastly... Washington State DOT breach, security breach with state DOT cameras and website. Everyone seems to look at it as a joke and is patting the state on the back for working diligently to get it back up and running. Seems like probing to me. Why would anyone attack a system like that except to drop the availability of real-time intel from the authorities? Hmm. 
Well, maybe they're using the cameras as a node on a network as a vector of attack to access the computers that are tied to the cameras because of the files that are likely unprotected on those computers and or the programs that are on there that allow you to say run background checks on people. Not that I know anything about gray zone warfare, but if it was me, that's probably what I would do under the guise of taking the cameras down. I don't care about the cameras. They're a nice to have, not a need to have. Yes, I can get some real-time real data and imagery from the cameras. I want the computers that the cameras are attached to. Are attached to. Just saying, just throwing that out there. Um, Y'all, that's the brief for today. That's your national intel. If you have intel you would like to provide to the Bear Nation, the email address is very complicated. It's uh, intel at bearindependent.com. And if you can't spell bear independent, you have self-selected out of your ability to provide intelligence to the bear nation. Tracking? Tracking like a tank, bear. So, now, for everybody else, this is your polite invitation to beat feast. Skedaddle, get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. We're going to discuss the value exchange. Patreon.com, links in the description on, on all this stuff. We're talking about timber utilization at Polyface Farms this morning on Patreon. You should go check that out. If you're into, I don't know, farming or being able to provide your own food when, for example, Tyson starts closing its production facilities, it might behoove you to know how to produce food, not simply consume food. And we've had, I think it's five Polyface videos up thus far, and I believe there's at least four more coming on Patreon regarding food production. JC Fixer, bless you. RefugeMedical.com, made in America guaranteed forever, 93 lives saved to date. I told y'all, there's a handful of these, handful of these left. This is the bare minimum. It's a great personal IFAC individual first aid kit. Got a cat tourniquet, real genuine cat seven tourniquet here on the outside and a pair of shears, real shears, so you can get people trauma naked. You can expose their wounds. Part of the E of the March algorithm for working a trauma medical call um, because I want to be able to see what I'm working on. I'm all into modesty, y'all. I really am. But I'd rather be alive and naked than modest and dead. So shears, real shears. You pop this open. You grab the red handle and you pull. And now your IFAC is out where you can use it because most people, especially the medical industry, seem completely oblivious to the fact that trauma medicine happens on the ground. Because people who are fine typically don't fall over. And people who fall over typically aren't fine. So I want my first aid kit where I can use it. Not shock corded, velcroed, stuck to my body somewhere where I can't get at it. I can't see it. I can't whatever. Nope. See, it comes right out. All right. So this part stays stuck to your plate carrier, your chest rig, your war belt, your headrest, your go bag, your whatever. And then this part comes out where I can use it. And then I can literally open this with one hand. Because... Four people have had their lives saved with a refuge medical kit that were missing their hand or arm. Ta-da! Pop the kit open, one-handed. <clears throat> now, what have I got in here? What is this beautiful smorgasbord of American-made excellence? See that? Made in the USA right there. We sell all of these in the United States of America. This is our pattern. This is our product. There are several fakes out there who make their shit in china that's cute we make our stuff here back here there's a pocket a pocket and i've got two chest seals because you got two lungs and typically an entry wound and an exit wound so two chest seals and then i've also got a significantly sized burn tech dressing because burn is a common modality of injury especially in motor vehicle accidents back here then up here i've got my medical tape I've got my North American Rescue Emergency Trauma Dressing 6-inch right here. I've got my Sharpie so I can mark time on tourniquets and I can write T's on foreheads if I've got to put a Mylar blanket on somebody. I've got my wound packing right here. I've got quick clot, old gauze, in addition to compressed gauze for wound packing and dressing minor lacerations right there. And down here, I've got a roll of Curlex gauze and a pair of gloves because if it's wet and not yours, don't touch it. Rule one, gloves on, scene safe. And then behind there is an eye shield and an iPad for eye injuries. And then down here, we've got our boo-boo module. What's in the boo-boo module, Mr. Bearman? Well, let's see. I've got stereo strips for wound closure, large and small, right here. 
I've got two by twos, four by fours, and five by nine gauze pads. I've got all of my burn gels and BZK wipes and antiseptic towelettes and all that right here. <clears throat> and I've got band-aids because y'all are always saying, I get it, Barry. You sell stomp bags and stuff, but can I get some band-aids, yo? And so, yes, you can get some band-aids, yo. Knuckle bandages, finger bandages, regular band-aids, etc. And that's the bare minimum, fully stocked, made in America, guaranteed forever, 219 doll hairs. And uh, if you use your Patreon promo code, it'll be less than that. So look in the description on Patreon. And if you use uh, promo code Refuge Medical, you'll get free shipping on this sucker. And they're in stock, which means they're under our roof, which means if you order them today, it's not going to be 19 days before you get it because we only sell inventory that we own, unlike everybody else. Of course, FSA, HSA eligible always. These are available, the bare minimum right now, in black, red, coyote, tan, and gray. And uh, we've also got slick kits in stock. We've also got SOB kits in stock. And yeah, that's what we got going on. The fact that we have anything in stock is a feat of strength by our fulfillment team because, because the world's freaking weird and everybody, everybody wants trauma medical right now. Everybody. What's the slick kit? Well, do you EDC? Do you? Do you have an everyday carry weapon? Do you have an everyday carry first aid kit? Boom. Slick kit in my back pocket. Got chest seals, flat duct tape, combat gauze for wound packing, a pair of gloves, and a flat four-inch compression bandage. V slick. Slick is the acronym for sexy legs and khakis kit. So if you got a EDC something or you wear your khaki dad shorts with the cargo pockets on the side, look at how compact this is. Just throw it in your back pocket, throw it in your cargo pants pocket, good to go. Couple that with the tourniquet that should always be on you. Like uh, this right here, soft tee, committee on TCCC recommended windless tourniquet, good to go. I now have a blowout kit on my person. So, refugemedical.com, go check it out. Made in America, guaranteed forever. Remember, we got a holiday season coming up as well. And if you want to put something of value in a box wrapped in fancy paper for the people that you love, you might want to get it now while it's there to get. Just throwing that out there. RefugeRuckus.com, if you are also of the opinion that uh, pedophiles aren't people, that they are uh, abominable pieces of shit, and you would like to rescue and restore children, check out RefugeRuckus.com. This is a three-day live event in Fort Smith, Arkansas, March 8th through 10th, and we're going to ruck through downtown Arkansas to raise funds and awareness for Caleb House. It is the only event that I'm aware of to date specifically in the history of mankind to raise funds publicly for rescuing and restoring juvenile human trafficking survivors while rucking through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas, waving two middle fingers at pedophilic pieces of shit. There will, there will also be, on Friday, there will be a bunch of speakers and presenters. Pastor Joe Fox of Viking Preparedness, Sister Kate of the channel Sister Kate Show for a Mountain, some guy named Bear from the internet, you might have heard of him, the angry Viking therapist, Dr. Trevor Wilkins, the angry prepper, it's going to be very angry, the angry prepper will be there, um, many, many other speakers and presenters will be there on Friday, and you're, it's a fundraiser, so there is a cost of admission, uh, but it's very reasonable, and your cost of admission includes access to all these speakers and workshops. There will be vendors there. We will be there. Refuge Medical will be there. Grindstone Caleb House. Um, I'm working on SOE Tactical being there, trying to get John to, to commit. John, if you're watching this, I need a definite. Um, many other vendors as well. And Saturday, it's Shabbat. So what are we going to do on Saturday? We're going to hang out. We're going to read the Bible. We're going to eat some food. We're going to have some praise and worship. It'll be live music. It'll be a blast. And then Sunday morning, we ruck. It's a 5K ruck. What's that? 3.2 miles? You should be able to get it done in an hour. It won't be that big of a deal. Uh, so, refugeruckets.com. Check that out. Grindstoneministries.com. Caleb House t-shirts, long sleeves, and hoodies. If you want to donate to Grindstone, if the spirit moves you to donate to Grindstone, check us out there. Grindstone is building Caleb House. Caleb House is our juvenile restoration 
uh, human trafficking survivor facility. And uh, of course, calebhouse.org. If you need more stats, more data on us, who we are, what we do, how we do it. There's a lot of money spent on awareness with anti-human trafficking. There's a little bit of money spent on rescue. There's zero dollars spent on restoration. And so Caleb House is dedicated to restoration. Uh, remember, remember, we were talking about like the government and auditing the government earlier in that national intel from the book Epidemic, America's Trade and Child Rape. In 2011, journalist Brian Bender with the Boston Globe reported up to 5,200 Pentagon employees with top security clearances were engaged in child pornography on Pentagon computers. Cassidy Harwell, a 28-year-old Air Force employee from Ellsworth Air Force Base, was sentenced to five years in jail for child pornography possession. Upon his a, arrest, he had more than 300 videos of child sex abuse, including children as young as three years old. Former Undersecretary of the Navy, James Daniel Howard, arrested on child pornography and possession and reproduction in 2013. Howard had served as Special Assistant to President Ronald Reagan. He pled guilty to 10 child pornography accounts and spent seven months in jail. Seven. He's a registered sex offender. Let's see. In May 2016, the Pentagon defense, Pentagon's Defense Security Service Director, Daniel Payne, told reporters, quote, the amount of child porn on government computers is unbelievable. His remarks were not agency-specific. Rather, he was speaking in terms of the government as a whole. Most Americans are unaware that the Defense Security Service Director made this remarkable statement because journalists have largely failed to report on the serious of the national security issue of government employees involved in the child rape trade. And this is why we cannot let the government fix this problem. This is why the government is not trying to fix this problem. This is why we need a solution other than the government. And that's what Caleb House does. Caleb House rescues and restores children. Children who have had heinous acts of crime committed on them. And uh, we can't do it alone. We've never done it alone. We've always had the blessing of Yah and your support as we do this. And so I thank you greatly for your support at calebhouse.org. And like I said, if you're going to buy some coffee, today's the day because Moose Run Coffee is fundraising for Grindstone and Caleb House today. Today is the last day of that. Link in the description. Um, so what do you say, babe? Shall we talk to the creator of the universe? We shall. Let's do that. Oh, good morning, Father. Yeah, Father, thank you for allowing us to wake up today. Thank you for the breath in our lungs that we might serve you to the best of our ability with our hands and feet and build your kingdom here on earth and stay the hand of the enemy and be the light. Father, I pray that you just continue to minister to us and to all the people within the sound of my voice that you would meet our every need, not for our glory, but for yours. Father, empower us to do your will. Give us strength and power and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Fill us up with wisdom and discernment with your Ruach HaKodesh and give us peace that surpasses all understanding as we do our best to stand in the gap and shine your light and combat evil. Father, I pray that you'd bless everything that we touch and everything that we touch would be righteous. Father, I pray that you would minister to all these people within the sound of my voice, that if there is anything that comes against them that's not of you, that we come together in agreement and rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to destroy itself. Father, fill us up. Continue to pour out your purpose in us. Let us help those that need help. Let us rescue those who need rescuing and restore those who need restoring. And Father, please do not tarry with your judgment. For those that would harm your children. Father, vengeance is yours. And we acknowledge that. But I also intercede for vengeance for those who have earned it. Who have turned their back on you. Who would willfully harm those 
that you fearfully and wonderfully created. So, Father, pour out your spirit on your people and pour out vengeance on those that aren't. Father, thank you for the opportunity to humble ourselves before you and ask for your blessing today. And I lift all these people up in the sound of my voice. I set them at the foot of your throne and I ask that you would bless them today, that you would protect them today, that you would provide for them today. And above all, that your will would be done and that you would make us strong enough to accept whatever your will is. And I ask all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. What's up, Zub Zub? Shalom, brother. Y'all have a beautiful, wonderful day. Fear nothing. Two of you, two of y'all shall put 10,000 to flight. And our God is God. The enemy's not God. He just wants you to think he is. The demons have no power. They just want you to think that they do. The world is off its damn rocker. Be in the world, not of the world. Serve Yah. Do what he tells you to do. Walk in his will. Seek Messiah. And everything will be wonderful. I hope you all have a blessed day of prep. And a happy Sabbath. And I will see you when I see y'all. Shalom.